All right, no cold opening. Welcome. It's been weeks, but I'm here with bad news for all my little snowflakes out there in podcasting world. Our recent show, Slacking Majestically, is finally over before it has even started. I know you guys are all looking forward to this amazing show with amazing people, myself included. My name is Adrian. You know that by now. And sorry to say, um, I'm just adding on to this show is now dead. Because my dear co-host Ashley Majestic just peaced out on me. I can't find her. I can't talk with her anymore. Stop acting like I'm not here. Father, is that you? Oh, God. Oh, God, you're here. Fuck, I was going to cancel the show. But no, you showed up. Where the hell have you been? Uh, I've been everywhere. And yet nowhere at the same time. I'm one with the force and the force is with me. That's rather deep. How are you? I'm doing. Doing. It's, uh, it's been a, like shaky past few weeks that we haven't been able to record because life happens first week was my fault because i was sick and then the other couple weeks we're just gonna go ahead and blame adriana on this just because you know and actually you know what it was kind of your fault yeah the first time was your fault second time it was my fault the third third time time, it's no your fault yeah it was my fault too. yeah yeah because yeah pretty much yeah okay so welcome this this, is the third show this is the actual third show in a month Really? Yes, it's the third show. Wait, this is number three? I thought this would be at least number four. No, no, I was thinking on number five, but uh, this is number three of the show that your parents warned you about. Three's a crowd. The show that will make you feel uncomfortable, the show that will give you that little tingling sensation and make hair grow in funny places. This is the Slacking Majestically show with the yeah. host. With the most. Adrian and Ashley Majestic, because <laughs> you don't deserve our last names. Welcome back, one and all. Bella just laugh at my own last name. Well, yeah, actually, ooh, yeah, yeah, I thought about that. That's a pretty dirty joke. That's only, we're going to share that between us because you guys aren't ready for that yet. But That's what she said. Absolutely. But, of course, we're going to do the usual thing. Podbean.com for your podcasting needs. Follow us under, for now, Walker AC 76 for now. Because I promised I'm going to open this show up to Ashley, which I haven't yet because I'm a schmuck like that. I'm selfish and stingy. I feel very unappreciated. Like, my talents, where obviously I'm the shining star of everything, and I'm not even being recognized. Just just only through this, but, like, when it's actually on the platform and spreading the word, where's my name? I'll recognize you. I mean, you can follow her on Majestic Nerd Lady on Instagram. Look at her. Talk to her. Be polite. Be nice. Yeah. Talk to her about the show. Ask her questions about the show, because... This time, folks, this time we'll be here next week and we'll talk to all of you and let you guys in on what we do. So today, this is kind of a, a reintroduction of us. This is kind of a get to know you, us again. We're going to talk about anything and everything about us, about the world, about how we feel. I want to say it's an introductory. I think it's just more of a wing it show this time. We're just winging it. We, we did, we've introduced ourselves. They, they know what they're listening. They are getting what they're paying for, which is nothing, which is exactly why this is a shit show. Hey, so, but this is our shit show and that's all that matters. Exactly. So and people yeah. love us for it. But so anyhow, so today we're going to go over just a little bit of things in our head, a little bit of what's going on. We're going to keep it personal. We're going to keep it a little bit professional also. One of the things that I mainly like to base my life on and one of the things I like to reach out to everyone is about our topic of the evil D word, not dick. Um, it is uh, depression. And as you heard on the previous Henry O podcast shows, Henry himself, he was diagnosed clinically depressive. 
And, you know, that's something we don't really joke about, but it's something that Ashley and I have in common. And without going too deep into it, because it's our personal lives, we keep little bits and pieces of us scattered around for the show. I, myself, I had really bouts of depression. Thank God it is not as bad as it used to be. But I do understand, you know, you suffer from that a little bit, too. Well, I'm not clinically diagnosed because I haven't seen a doctor about it. I've, like, I've never been to, I did a therapist thing once because when I was a teenager, I tried to commit suicide and, you know, got Baker active for three days. And I was supposed to see a therapist afterwards, but that just didn't pan out due to, you know, people. And so I never really got help for it, but throughout the last 10 years of my life, uh, I, why, no, three times I've actually tried. Um, the first, the first time I backed out of it or, or, you know, pretty much went to the hospital. The second time was just nothing happened. And the third time, same thing, nothing happened. And, um, so, and then after that, it was a dry spell. I was okay. And then I never tried to do anything, but I was pretty much like an alcoholic for like a year and a half. And my idea was, okay, well maybe one of these days of me partying, I'll just drink myself into a coma and that'll be it. And you know, at least I went out the way of having fun and whatnot. So since then I haven't really tried anything. And that was like back when I was 19, 20. But the, the thoughts are there, the call to the void is always there. I don't, I'm, like, I would say I'm, like, part of me is, like, too afraid to do anything. And I do a thing where I, I make lists to myself. Like, what's going to happen if I were to do something? I, um, it's really petty and stupid, but it's something, it's for me, is I won't know what's going to happen in the next Star Wars movie. I need to know. I'm going to miss the end of Avengers Infinity War. I've been having those Marvel movies on my list. Um, my oldest brother, you know, I know he'd be heartbroken. Then there's... Um, a friend of mine, she's been my best friend for over 10 years, and there's another best friend, and it's just, you know, and then it goes down to my husband, and it goes down and down, and, thing, and like, I make petty stuff. So, I've been able to control my depression up until this year, where it's been hit worse with me, and it's happened since springtime, and it's just there, and I haven't really done anything. I don't, like, act on it or nothing. But this past weekend, I think, I think Saturday, it was hitting me really hard where to the point I actually made one step further where I actually Googled about the suicide hotline, seeing how, what's the experience, you know, do they try, do they call, you know, the police on you or whatever? Because I'm not trying to get locked up. So I actually did that step. I know I need to reach out and get professional help and just to have someone talk to or see what's going on. But I was just kind of raised with, you just suck it up and keep going. And I've been trying to keep myself doing that. Where, But then there's that th fear in the back of your head where you see these celebrities and these people that actually do it. And people never saw it coming. And you're thinking, is this what's happening where I think I can control it? It's okay. I got this. But then it keeps getting stronger and stronger. And then it's like you're not even yourself anymore. It just happens. And that's a fear I have. So... On one hand, you know, I want the help and I want to do this, but on the other hand, I have that pride and stubbornness that I was raised with where, you know, if I go see, seek out help, I'll be labeled crazy and all this other stuff. And 
I don't want to do that. So it's just, you know, I've been dealing with this for 10 years. I can keep going, you know, and I, it's like, I have a lot of good things in my life. I shouldn't be feeling like this, but there is. And just to kind of top it off is I, this is where I feel a little bit like betrayed here. I have one best friend where him and I, we've been best friends for over six years or seven years. We've never had the emotional connection. We've just been best friends, but besides emotions. So now we're starting to open up to each other, but so it's kind of hard to just reach out to him. It's like, hey, you know, I'm like this, this, and this, because I feel like I'm whiny, and mm. it's just, that's how I am. Then I have two other friends where one is, well, for much both of them, they pour out everything to me. Their drama, their anxieties, their screenshots of petty shit, and I give out advice. I help them. I'm there for them. Just... You know, and then when they're done, they're done. And, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't really get reached out to. Now, when I, you know, end down in the dumps, there's, like, crickets. There's just silence. Where you turn invisible. Yeah. And it's it's kind of it sucks. Or at least not even someone just reaching out to me, just saying, hey, how are you doing? And what I do this to friends where best friend of mine that I've had for years I've always been an ear for her, and for the last couple months, I felt like I went through all of her drama with herself, despite I told her, you need to stop doing this, this, and this, and she went, listen, to the last, and she's known I've been going through some stuff of my own, but I don't really air it out when she's having all of her own junk. For the last two weeks, radio silence. Then I reach out to her. Oh, she has a person, a friend. Oh, she can talk to, she can connect with, she can relate. Oh, this person just gets me, understands me, makes me feel. And that made me mad because it's like, I've been your best friend for so long. Like, I thought I was that person for you. And I just simply text back saying, oh, I'm glad you have a person for, you know, for that. And just no response back to that. And then I finally just took the leap out there says, you know, well, this is what's going on with me. And on top of that, hey, I, you know, wanted to contact the suicide hotline a week ago, but I didn't do it. And all I got was, oh, I need time to process this. And then afterwards was told, pretty much given the cold shoulder, like, oh, there's something I can do to help you. You need to seek out professional help and kind of not as in, hey, you know, if you want to just vent and let it out, just talk to me or, and that kind of felt like a slap to my face after so many years of being your best friend and being there. I just need you to be my best friend. I, I'm not asking for the advice. I just wanted the comfort of being able to just talk about it to you. And you just kind of shut me down. But then when you're going to need something, I'm here. And I'm just really tired of it. You were pretty much labeled a fair-weather friend. Yeah. I can kind of relate to that. Not necessarily the fair-weather friend part. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, a little tidbit about me. I was raised very similar to you. I, I was raised that... Uh, you know, the depression was a sign of weakness, uh, and depression didn't exist. Yeah. ADD didn't exist. Anything didn't exist. If it wasn't there back in the 80s. If you can't see the 70s, it. 70s, stuff like that, then it just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You know, anything was wrong with you, I mean, it was pretty much all you. Take mm-hmm. care of it. You know, I never believed in taking pills or anything of the sort. Mm-hmm. I, had a, I had a couple of tragic things happen in my life. And one instance, before I was diagnosed with depressive, um, I would, I lived in Orlando for a while, mm-hmm. and I would drive on I-4 to work, to and from work every day, like an hour, 
And after that tragic thing happened in my life, I would literally text on my phone at work, driving to work. Mm-hmm. I would literally look at my phone as I drove to work, hoping that I get in a car accident. I did this for about a good uh, four months because I was hoping that I get hit. Mm-hmm. But something kept me alive, you know, whatever you believe in, something kept me alive. And that was one, that was one instance. Another instance was, once again, something tragic happened in my life that the depression itself, not too many people can understand, you know, how bad it is until you actually have it. Uh, it's mainly that it feels like something is weighing you down so bad that you can't get up, you can't yeah. move, you don't feel motivated. And you want to reach out. Sometimes you want to reach out, but, you know, you're not getting the response that you need. Mm-hmm. You're going to get the, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, or, oh, or, you know. Oh, it'll get better. Yeah, you know, like something very superficial. Mm-hmm. Instead of, like you said earlier, you know, saying, hey, just talk to me. You know, let, let it out, talk to me, and maybe you'll feel better. Maybe you won't, but at least you get it out of your system. Or at least, hey, let's meet up and just, if you just want someone to just cry and hug, I mean. Sometimes I feel like that's all I want to do is just just sit down and just cry it out. I don't think I've had a good cry. I don't remember when, but it's just sometimes I just want to. But I'm so used to holding in my emotions where, you know, I was raised where, oh, suck it up. It's fine. You know, you don't, there's something to cry about or I'll give you something to cry about. Mm-hmm. And it's like a lot of times it's like mentally, like I can just picture myself that like I'm in a, in a room full of hundreds of people. And I'm, like, the only, like, it's, like, everyone is, like, kind of quiet, but I'm the one that's screaming and just no one's looking at me or acknowledging that I'm in some kind of pain. And it's, like, kind of scary because you really do feel alone. And I have friends and I am aware that there are people, but it's just, it's just not that easy when someone does say, hey, you can talk to me. It just, there has to be a basis. Like, it's someone that if you, if I've known you for years and I've been through emotional stuff with you. It can kind of be easier. It can't be as easy as someone you've known for a few weeks mm-hmm. or maybe a year. You have to build that trust level. So it's not as easy as someone can reach out to me and say, hey, you know, you're sad. You can talk to me. I don't know you enough where I can trust you with my what's right. in my head because I have reached out to some people and they've completely either thrown things back in my face, uh, betrayed my trust, used it against me, etc. And it's just, it's really hard to do that Absolutely. where most of my life is people backstabbing me it's just really hard to just open so i feel like i have walls around me even my own husband has talked to me about this before this that we've been married for so long not so long now just past four years but he knows that there are still walls there he's broken down a lot of walls but there are still some walls there absolutely because you have to feel that the time is right you have to feel that you have the right moment the right setting the right person to talk to yeah because God forbid, you don't want to talk to the wrong person about your depression. Mm-hmm. And either they try to rationalize what's going on with you, mm-hmm. or they just totally blow it off in general. Yeah. And you feel like a tool because you emptied out your heart, and you're not getting what you need right back. Yep. And it's just a waste. So you pretty much, you know, it was just a waste. I should have kept it to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for me, after, you know, the texting thing, you know, I, I drank for a bit, and that did nothing for me. But I just found myself just laying down on my couch and just doing the basic functions, getting mm-hmm. up, going to work, coming home, laying on my couch, and just rinse, repeat, you know. And just like you, I didn't get that, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Or, hey, checking up on you, seeing how you're doing, because 
the perception of me is I'm always a happy-go-lucky guy. Yep. I'm always in a great mood. I'm always the first one to cheer you up. I'm always the first one to say it's going to get better. But then when something happens to me, they're like, oh, Adrian's fine. Yeah. He's happy 24-7. Everything is good. Not really going to the, you know, hey, talk to me. Mm -hmm. Hey, I noticed you were kind of, you're kind of different today. Are you okay? But, you know, you don't get none of that. Nope. You know, and, and of course I could say, yeah, that's my fault because I don't reach out. That's just not who I am. You yes, know, a lot of people that do this don't don't reach out because some people will do it. I'm not trying to be mean about it, but there are some people that do it because they just want the attention. Victim mentality. And it's that's not the case for everybody. Whereas someone says, you know, you're just in a lot of pain. You just want someone. A lot of people because it does happen so much that you can't. You kind of can't blame when someone says it. Oh, you just want the attention. You know, maybe a part of it that could be a part of the truth because you do want someone just to be there for you, but that doesn't mean that is what the case is, that you want the attention. Right. You kind of want someone to be there for you so that way they can help you through it because it, when you go at it alone, it's just, it's awful. Right, and most people don't realize that all it takes is, is someone to listen to. Mm-hmm. And that that's all it takes. You know, and that's why it's so cliche, the most, happy, most happiest people are the most miserable inside. You know, because they're too busy lifting up other people and helping other people versus nobody helping them. Yep. Because everyone always believes that you're going to be okay because you're that rock. You're that strong person. You're always there for everybody else. So you must have your shit together. Yep. That's, and that's how people come to me a lot because they think I have my shit together. I'm like, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors for me. It's, I mean, my marriage is pretty good. But of course, like all marriages, there are arguments here and there. Mm-hmm. But, you know... It's been a huge trial and error for me with everything where I came from a far but from perfect home lifestyle, everything. And when I was finally out on my own, there's depression, all this stuff. That There's a lot of things that happened to me in a short span of time. And, uh, you know, even things I could add on to the whole Me Too conversation. There's just stuff there. And for a while, uh, like, heart got broken one time. But then whenever I try to open myself back up... The whole case was for, I started to full on believe, like I had it dead set in my head that that's what I was like meant to be. Like whatever you believe in is, I'm not super religious, but just thinking, okay, this is what I was meant here to be. It's just being that person that's the stepping stone to help someone like just to be there until they find something better. And that's, I full on believe that was what I was for. Like I just... You know, there there wasn't nothing for me. No one was going to care about me. Nothing like that. The bridesmaid, never the bride kind of theory. Yeah. And and I never wanted to get married anyway, but I was just, I just didn't believe in it anymore. I got tired and where I was with my depression, drinking all the time, partying, I could feel myself just dropping lower and lower where it's like my mentality is like, hey, you know, I work all the time. And then, you know, I do stuff like I, obviously I had a sexual life um, or sex however you want to put it and part of me is like you know what I'm starting to look good I've lost a lot of weight I'm still losing weight you know why not get paid for it I did devil on that but my mindset was you know maybe I could and then thinking you know there's more things to alcohol I haven't done anything worse Mm -hmm. but my mindset was like that too I felt like I was going down a hole and every time I had tried to grab a branch a rock anything to pull me up out of the hole it would slip out of my grasp and I'd fall deeper. And that's how I felt all the time. And no one would help. 
Right. And I mean, it's not like I was asking for it or expecting. It's just, you know, it just didn't have anybody. And my only solitude was visiting my grandmother's grave. Didn't really have a close relationship with her, but, you know, she was the first person in my life that, you know, I was remotely close to that passed away. And her gravesite was not too far from where I lived at the time. So sometimes where I just need to air out the laundry, I would go just sit there and have a conversation with her. Mm-hmm. And I remember having a conversation saying, you know, and I was like breaking down crying at like sitting at my grandmother's grave is, you know, I'm at my end here. I just, I don't want to go like this, but I feel like this is where I'm going. And I just, I just need something, just anything, just, just help me. A sign you know? or something at least. And then not too long after my husband came along and good sign. And I'm not super religious, but that's, if many believe in anything, that's what did it was that. And I told my husband that too. And we've been here for four years and I'm the one that's most far from perfect. I have literally given this, this guy so many reasons he should have walked out a long time ago, even to this day. And he has not. And he stayed. And he's actually made my life a lot for the better. Mm-hmm. Like, he's helped guide me. He doesn't control me saying, oh, you can and can't do this. He just talks with me and helps me. And I became a, such a different person than I used to be. And more responsible in a way. I'd hope so. Still a nerd at heart. Still like to have my fun. But mm-hmm. I'm different. But And I try to explain it to him. I said, I am very happy with you. And I'm very much in love with you. So don't get it wrong when I'm saying, you know, this this is how I'm feeling sometimes. Sometimes I feel like I want to do that, you know, because I said it's not because I don't want to be. It's not that. It's just it's there. I it's said you're mindset. just you're just one of those reasons that's keeping me from doing it, though. Right. So, and it's just it's it's just really hard. So when people talk about reach out suicide hotline, reach out to a friend, reach out. It's easier said than done, especially when your person that you spent your life where you you don't do that because when you do that you get shut down whether it's by family members or friends or you get ignored or not taken seriously and then you just learn to stop and it's harder because right. you just don't know you you subconscious uh, subconsciously can you know train yourself to not want to be like that so just it's very hard and of course definitely considered weak if you, you know, if you say something yeah you know, but you know I, going back to that you know, you know, after I had my many, many attempts, you know, to, to end my life, um, and when I finally got refocused, you know, relocated, um, what I wanted to do was I wanted to open up uh, a health center. Mm-hmm. Not too many people know this. I wanted to open up a suicide hotline center. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's where uh, the other Facebook thing I came up with called, you know, Let Go. Mm-hmm. And I would come up with it with a with suicide helpline because at my lowest I had nobody to turn to. Mm-hmm. I couldn't turn to parents, you know, because once again you're you're born to suck it up, be brave, don't be weak. Oh, it'll pass. Just you know? in God or um, uh, let's see. Oh, it gets better. You just have to wait. It's life. It's life. And just, when you're going for the cliche quotes, it just it, it makes it worse. You, you get that they're trying to do the best that they think they're doing, but mm-hmm. it's just it doesn't make it worse. It does. It's yeah. just like, it's not, you don't feel like it's, it's from the heart. You just feel like they're kind of just saying it to you just to kind of like get it over with. You know? A band-aid. Yeah. Yeah, they put a temporary band-aid on it. And, you know, by, you know, by, by luck, after being diagnosed and after <clears throat> taking the proper steps, you know, a good percentage of my depression is gone. Mm-hmm. Not all of it. I still have those moments. I still have those days. 
where I contemplate a whole lot of bad things I can't really talk about, you know, but I just try to look at the positive things in my life that I have from the same things you look at, yeah. you know, you know, you have the love of your life, the husband in your, in your life, which mm-hmm. is totally tremendous. You know, I have a little one in my life that pretty much keeps me going because mm-hmm. if he wasn't here, yeah, who knows if, I, if I'd be here or not still. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. a prime mo- motivator for oh, you. Absolutely. You know, and the reason why I bring up a whole depression thing is because, you know, with this show we do, you know, as the show goes on, we're going to learn more and more about us. Mm-hmm. And we will, you know, touch upon little bitty things that, you know, that makes everyone uncomfortable and makes everyone, you know, think about it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we're not all perfect. We're not, we're not all happy and rainbows and shits and giggles the whole time. And yeah. we, we are real people. And real people go through things. You know, it's a very harsh reality, you know, to know that your two hosts have been through some things, yeah. have been dealing with things, are still dealing with things, and, you know, we want realism in this world, because mm-hmm. we, see, we see realism all the time, you know, and not to tiptoe onto another subject on the same lines as our depression, and let me preface this by saying, you're going to hear a whole lot of strong opinions from us, mm-hmm. whether it be right or wrong, these are our opinions. Of course. That's you know, how, you know, how we feel. And I'm not a big proponent of news. Mm-hmm. I'm, not a big, I'm not a big guy on reading newspapers or looking at internet news because, in my opinion, the world is depressing enough. Yeah. And things I go through makes it even worse. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I want to do, and yes, you can call it blind ignorance. You know, I just want to focus on the good things. Exactly. Because I've been through enough hell in my life. I need to focus on good things. But once again... You know, I had to notice it and I had to talk about it because this is a form to do so. Uh, we saw about this, you know, about the shootings in the nightclub. Yep. And, you know, and I'm not too personal about what, what provoked it or anything of the sort. It's just that, unfortunately, stuff like this goes on all the time. It's more prominent because of the social media. Yeah. It, you know, something, and I was just having conversations uh with a client that came in to my job today is talking about it. And at first I was like, wait, what? And I said, oh, I remember I read something about that on my lunch break. And and I said, you know what's really sad about this is you know it's sad, you know it's tragic, you know it shouldn't happen, but at the same time it's just like, kind of like us Floridians. Oh, another hurricane's coming. Oh, okay. And it's kind of the same thing as you're, it's just kind of you seeing a story of, oh, another shooting, another this, or a bomb threat. And you're just gonna keep scrolling. You know, sometimes you do want to read into it, but you really, it's just going to be like a different thing tomorrow. There's every, social media, everyone's going to be outraged for like a week or two, and then another thing's going to happen. And that's the norm where for me, I've made it very clear. I try to stay out of politics and all this negativity because it helped fuel anger a lot of times in social media. I used to be that person a couple of years ago where I'd rant and rave about my political views and religious views and stuff on my Facebook. And I realized that was toxic and it was toxic for myself. So it's either if I had friends or any family members on my Facebook that did that stuff all the time, I unfollowed them or I deleted them if they weren't that important to me. Mm-hmm. To where my, my social media now is mostly just funny memes. Sometimes it does take a crack at you know something that's political, but it's in a funny meme kind of way. And I still let some of it come out where the elections just passed. I am registered to vote, but I didn't vote because and I had someone call me uneducated, but you know, Honestly, because I didn't pay attention to who's running, who's doing this, and this, you know, yes, I get on one hand, it is very important 
because that helps decide your future Absolutely. and whatnot. But at the same time, is I've had this past year alone, I've been dealing with so much depression and anxiety that I haven't been able to watch a show, read a book, or a movie in full because I can't handle conflict. I can't handle it. Where when my husband was watching a series, as soon as something was starting to happen, you know, it's like that drama, it's the suspension stuff, I start getting into my phone because my heart like starts to tighten and I'm like, I can't, I can't watch this. And I don't want to be involved with politics. And then I see how everyone gets so out. It's, it makes you so tired. And I'm already mentally and emotionally tired to get involved with stuff like that. So with the shooting, it's, it's really sad. And you know, when the thing with uh, Pulse and Orlando happened, I'm from Orlando. I used to party out there all the time. I lived out there and I went to the nightclubs. And I went to places like the Parliament House where they had drag shows and gay clubs and stuff because I have friends that participate in drag and those and uh, those kinds of activities, which is fun. I mean, I would go. I mean, I'm straight, and but it was fun to enjoy with friends. And I had only been living here for in the Brevard County for about a year after, when that happened. And I was texting friends right. the next day when I found out about it because I had friends I knew went to these clubs. And I actually had one friend that was supposed to go that night, but ended up getting called into work and decided to take the shift. So luckily for me, no one I personally knew was involved with it. And it kind of sucks where it's just, my mentality is like, you know what, it's it's not affecting my life. I'm not worried about it because it's, you can rant and rave about it on social media all you want, but unless you actually do things, like go the election, uh, actually, you know, do the donations, do this, do that, you know, you're, you're just... You're like talking to a brick wall here. So that's another reason I don't write and rave about things on my social media because I'm not trying to do anything. I don't want to put my money towards certain things. I don't pay attention enough to politics to want to vote because I think it's just too stressful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, hmm, I had another thing in my head. Well, I do make donations to some charities of mm-hmm. my own cho- choosing because I do thorough research into it, see I, what they actually do. I look into see if they've ever had any things of embezzlement, anything like that. So I do do something, but I'm not trying to brag about on Facebook. Oh, I'm a good person because I donate five cents to this organization once a year. I don't do that. I mean, for me, when it comes to, when it comes to shootings and stuff like that, you know, the quote unquote bad stuff in the news, and you know, most people that will hear this would think differently about me, but I like to keep my head in the sand Mm -hmm. about that because I've been on this planet for for many many years, and I've seen so much, so many so many things even worse than this. You know, I like to you know, to be blissfully ignorant, as you would call it, and just try to focus on the good. Mm-hmm. You know, I know, you know, I need to get involved. I know I need to go out and vote and be part of society and really study upon what's going on because I need to leave this place better than I found it. Yeah, you know. And but oddly enough, I have faith that this world's gonna be better when I leave versus my little one coming up. And I try really not to focus on you know negative bullshit that goes on in the news and politics and yep. senators and the president and shootings and bombings and stuff like that. Um, because one of the little stories in my own little world um, happened in Saudi Arabia, and I'm not too sure if you heard about this, but I'll I'll inform you. Um, a key media person from another country went to Saudi Arabia and went into the consulate um, to get news items. He's a news reporter. 
and he went in. His wife was in a vehicle waiting for him. And I know I'm going to miss out certain key points of the story, but he went in and never came out. Oh, no, this, he went to a consulate in Turkey, and that's where it happened. Because I remember seeing, you know, reading about that story, too. Cause, mm-hmm. And, yeah, that it it's awful that, you know, and, of course, they're on the world stage right now. Now it's not being talked about as much. That's what I mean. It trends for, like, a week, two weeks tops, and then it kind of disappears. Yes. And he went in, never came out. They told his wife that he'd left. And then the story changed to he disappeared. Then the story changed to there was a confrontation, something happened, and there was an accident, and he died. And then the truth came out to where they actually detained him and tortured him and killed him and decapitated him. And so, yeah, this was a major story that's going on for a while. Because a couple of other organizations were going to that country to do a performance and have shows and stuff like that, and they got a lot of flack. Um, because in the beginning, nothing was really done. Mm-hmm. And to hear stuff like that in a progressive, in a, in a quote unquote progressive world, things are getting better, things are changing, things are evolving. You hear something like that, you know, and that just drags you down, you know, because once again, you know, certain parts of the world aren't being progressive. And do I really want to focus on that? <clears throat> and shootings and bombings or just stick my head in the sand and just try to focus on the good things. Yeah. And granted, you know, I know I'm going to get hell for it, but that's just the way I live my life because I've been through so much and life is too short to focus on you know, the negatives. And, you know, my condolences to the people that it affected, you know, as well as nightclub shooting and stuff like that. But I just, not that I don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. It's just that, you know, your life's too short like, you know, like to dwell on this because, unfortunately, it's going to happen more and more. No, I'm with you on that. I don't want to do that. I prefer to have my head in the sand, too. I mean, if it shows up, it shows up. I try not to get involved or, like, control me. It's just it happens. And I think of myself as, you know, there's the, there's the movie or the video game. It's the main character and everything's focused on them. And then you just see people in the background. I'm one of those people in the background. I'm just going with the flow. I'm not really part of the main story. If I die tomorrow, I might be remembered for a few months, and that's it. There's no mark in history, nothing like that for me, and that's just that's just how it is. That's how it's going to go. And with all this stuff happening, is people say, "Oh, you need to focus on this issue, this issue." Where school shootings, there's nightclub shootings, there's bombs here, there's children starving there, veterans, homeless people, jobs. This, no matter which way you turn, there's a problem here and there, and it's just. You, you can't put all of your energy into stuff. Some people like to do that. They like to do be. They want to save the world, mm-hmm. and by all means, do that. Be part of the help. Be be that one drop in the ocean because you know so how many you know so many drops d- will eventually make an ocean, and that's good. Mm-hmm. When I see something where I can actually do more than that involves me signing a petition, putting money in because, again, a lot of things I see it goes as a dead end, or I see trips like the GoFundMe gets abused and they don't actually use what the funds are supposed to be for. Exactly. So when I do actually put my money towards something, I do thorough research before I actually do it. I am stingy. I'm one of those people I go to places and I spend $200. Oh, do you want to round up the dollar and donate to this? No. Because so many major companies, they do embezzlement. They cheat you know, cheat out people and it's just it's ridiculous, but um, it's, it's kind of sad but you know, at the same time, I'm hoping we don't get comments like, oh, you're what's wrong with people. You guys are the 
a textbook version of what millennials are. It's not, you know, you should be allowed to have a different opinion. Absolutely. You know, and that's where I'm at kind of right now where people think I'm a millennial or I'm a Democrat or right-handed or this uh, right-wing, whatever it, the term is. I like to be neutral. I'm Switzerland of everything. I don't care what you do. As long as you're being good to yourself and you're good to others, you're not harming other people. Absolutely. You know, and I follow along with that, you know, and of course, you know, what this show is, is our opinions. These are just our opinions. You know, you know, these are facts. And I like, you know, not to get involved with stuff like this. I mean, of course, do I, do I want to make a difference in this world? Of course I do. You know, and do I feel that I have? To an extent. Mm-hmm. I feel that everyone has. You know, and, you know, just like you to, to piggyback off of what you said, you know, do what you want to with your sheep. Just leave me and my sheep alone. Mm-hmm. And I know my opinion will change if something happens in my backyard. Yeah. You know, I know, I know, because it happens. Because you don't know until you're put there. Exactly. And once I'm in a situation, and to be a selfish asshole, once I'm in a situation, then I'll deal with it. Yeah. You know, uh, I will say a silent prayer for anyone who gets who gets hurt and whatnot. Other than that, there's so much going on. There's so much going on way before social media was even invented. So much, so many things are way worse that's going on. But now it just, you know, now it's just being brought to the to the forefront. Yeah, but you know that's just my that's just my spin on that. Now we're gonna try to go in a little bit of another direction, and I will hand the floor over to you. And oh, yay. Absolutely, because you know we we talked about a whole lot of deep meaningful things. So I'll turn it over to you, and you can come with me with a subject that's on your mind. It can be anything you wish to, whether it be silly or goofy or something serious, because we have to have you know you know a whole different spin on this show. So to before it completely changes the subject here, I kind of want to finish off a little bit on the last one with the okay. whole opinion thing. Is I think a lot of people are hypocrites. That, I agree. That's the nice way to put it. Um, so, th- again, I'm not choosing sides. I'm not saying, so when I say this, don't people think, oh, I'm full hate or, oh, I'm sympathizing with the other. It's not like that. I'm all for be who you want to be, you know, be happy, but also no, there are limits. Don't be ridiculous. Like, where there's, I actually read a story today where this guy, I think he's in the sixties or seventies, and he wants to be trans age, and he wants to, he wants he's suing to be recognized as being the age of forty five, so that way he can get more Tinder dates. Yeah, I actually read that on three different. Saw that like once on my Snapchat and two times on my Facebook. I didn't actually read into. It, I just saw the title. I was like, oh my gosh. But anyway, I mean, it gets me being judgmental a little bit. Come on now. Um, but anyway, there's people that's like, you know, you should be accepting, you should be this, you should be that, you should be accepting of how someone's opinion is, how this, but then let's say there's someone that doesn't believe that, you know, gay should marry or whatever, you know, that, that typical, that's what, that's an issue everyone knows of. And, but the person's not outright, you know, dancing in the streets saying, hey, that's wrong, uh, you're going to go to hell and, you know. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Maybe it's so much as, hey, you know, I'm not comfortable with that, but you know what? Still do you. And then they get screamed at. Oh, well, how dare you have a different opinion than me? Your opinion should be like mine, but also respect other people's opinion. That's what being a hypocrite is that I cannot stand is as long as they're not being harmful to you, mm-hmm. they're not going out their way to make your life miserable. I mean, like, for instance, uh, I'm on a diet and you show up and you come to work and you have apple fritters it's 
I'm not so I'm gonna say how dare you bring apple fritters and eat them for yourself when I'm dieting that's that makes it's, no sense it's silly. It's, I don't it's have really to, silly. I don't have to eat the apple fritter it's not like you're grabbing one saying Ashley eat this apple fritter or I'm gonna punch you in the face like it's right. not like you're doing that so it's my own choosing I can choose to walk away and just live my life and that's what I do is I'm not religious some people are religious and that's fine that's all for you don't try to push it on me I'm going to respect you. You know, just please respect what I want to do. Exactly. You know, I'm not trying to knock down anything you do. And there and there are a lot of things I actually am uncomfortable with. I'm not going to say it on the podcast. I'm very full on accepting. But there are just some things where I accept it, but at the same time, it kind of makes you a little uncomfortable. But it's not like I'm not going to try to tell someone, hey, don't do that because it makes you uncomfortable. I can walk away. I can exactly. turn away. I can look at my phone. I can do stuff like that. I mean, hell, people publicly kissing, doesn't. I don't give a damn what you are. You know, a guy and a girl, two guys or two girls, whatever you are, you know, I feel uncomfortable when someone is publicly making out. I'm just like, eh, you know, right. fe- touchy feelings. It's, you know, I'm not telling you to stop. I'm just going to look away. I'm going to walk the other direction. I'm not going to go up there and scream at you and saying, you, you know, you're a Satanist and whatnot. <laughs> and then to kind of delve away from that is the Star Wars thing. I'm a big, huge nerd. I will talk Star Wars. Actually, I've been debating and doing rants with my one of my coworkers about Star Wars for the past week about stuff with leaks and stuff, and I won't get into on this because who knows there could be fans that are Star Wars listeners that want to avoid spoilers or leaks because to be honest there's no spoilers right now. Right. For the Force Awakens, the Last Jedi, I full on try to avoid spoilers. I wouldn't even watch the trailers until I was in a movie theater and the trailer came on and I would try to close my eyes like no no no. And my best friend would be like, Ashley, just fucking watch it. <laughs> and, it and it happened. But now for some reason for episode nine or epics is I'm trying to cling on to these leaks, uh, uh, conversations and um, all this stuff. So anyway, for the last Jedi, there's a lot of controversy that happened there. I'm a Raylo, Kylo Ren and Ray all day, all night. You know, hey. And people don't ship it. A lot of people had problems with the with this movie. I get I had problems with the movie too. A lot of things weren't necessary, didn't make sense, etc. But people bullied an actress off of her Instagram. Uh, people are saying they're actually made a petition for Disney to remake the movie to do this. I'm like, okay, listen, I wasn't like 100 percent happy with the movie either, but it's fucking fictional. It's a fucking movie. It's it is not fucking real. I get that it's Star Wars. It's something you really do care for. It's part of your life. I understand. I grew up being bullied, not having friends, not having one. And my I, my comfort is fictional stuff. Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy with Thor Ragnarok. I didn't like it. I full, that's the first Marvel movie I really didn't like. But I'm not ranting and raving about it. I'm not demanding Marvel scraps it and does it over again. Some people are going way too far. It's okay to not like something and talk about it, but when you're being verbally abusive, you're being a bully, and you're just basically not making sense. Right. I, it's, I forgot the word of it, but when people take things too, I am not a fan of extremism at all. I do not participate in anything like that. Yeah, pretty much being way too sensitive, you know, about technically insignificant things. Yeah. Technically. It's fucking fresh out. It's it is not real. And but my best friend, we had this con- we had, him and I had this debate on uh, social media a while back about the Last Jedi, and he was all for Finn the black actor and and Ray the white actress being together, you know, and 
he's like, oh, I thought, you know, th- this, this, and this. And I said, okay. I said, but if Finn and Rose, and Rose is like uh, an Asian girl, isn't that still interracial? Why does it have to be, why is only interracial is acknowledging someone that's black and white? I'm all, if it happened, I'm all for that too. But then they're saying that there's going to be a character in the next episode that's like gay. And then, uh, you know, people are upset, oh, because there's a black Star Wars character. And people thought he was going to be a Jedi. I'm like, you forgot Mace Windu. He's black. Why is all of a sudden another guy, like, why is that a problem all of a sudden? You know, you forgot Mace Windu, like, because he's Samuel fucking Jackson, you know, all of a sudden it's not cool. And I'm thinking is you know, Star Wars doesn't have, everything doesn't have to be full on PC. It's okay to still keep things to the norm. I'm all for people from different races, if they're gay, straight, they're transgender. I'm all for people being these actors and actresses playing different roles. That's what you can do. But at the same time, you know, oh, there's a cliche of the girl, a good girl falling for the bad guy. Oh, there's a redemption. Like, that's okay. It should be okay. It doesn't need to happen every single movie like it used to. Right. But if it still happens, it shouldn't be a problem. And it's, again, it is fictional. I cannot stress this enough. It's a movie. You don't have to watch it. You don't have to live it. You don't have to let your kids watch it unless if they watch it when they're older. Like, these actresses are, there. oh, I don't let my daughter watch Cinderella or Snow White because it passes on, like, bad things. I fucking watch Sleeping Beauty and Cinderella, but if a guy comes up to me and fucking kisses me when I'm sleeping inside my husband, and I wake up to it, I'm gonna fucking knock his ass silly. Not like, oh, well, Snow White thought it was okay, so I think it's okay. It's called <laughs> common sense. Tom and Jerry used to beat the shit out of each other. I'm not fucking doing that. So, again, it's just... People it, people are focused on their energy on the wrong things. The cartoon, it's so violent. It's so this... That's so stressful. I mean, that's see, this is where the ranting's coming from is when things are fictional, it's fictional. You turn off the TV, throw away the video game, burn the book if you don't like it. Again, if your child is a child, you don't want them, but when they get older, they want to do this, you know, that's cool. But don't go overboard for something that's fucking fictional. Now, you see it on the news, you see uh, a recording ar- artist on stage fucking stripping and. Uh, dry humping a uh, uh, number one finger foam uh, like a uh, celebrity that we all kind of can think of about that it that's a whole not- but then all of a sudden that's okay but then you have uh, it's performance art that's where it's so confusing is you can just look away let, uh, let people enjoy what they want to enjoy if they enjoy it and you don't like it walk away don't make them feel stupid or like they should be ashamed of themselves or oh um I had this bitch, like, on my blog <laughs> telling me that I supported abusive guys because I liked the idea of Kylo Ren and Rey being together in Star Wars because he called her nothing, but, oh, she's not to. Listen, motherfucker, like, I've been through my own shit with my own dudes. I don't want a guy to be abusive to a girl. I don't want this stuff. You know, I'm not gonna go on and dance around all this shit, but it's just at the same time, like, I fucking like what I fucking like, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, if all of a sudden, if fucking Kylo Ren's backs pip slots Ray and say, hey, you're fucking nothing, bitch. You only matter to me and no one else will ever love you. Okay, that's a whole different fucking thing. Exactly. But don't sit there and try to assume my life just because I ship something and then you think I support guys being like this. No, I will beat the fucking shit out of you if I see you slap a chick. Or if I see a, a in public, a guy's just standing there minding his own business and his bitch is yeah, screaming his ear and knocking shit. I'm gonna go over there. I'm gonna knock that bitch. So he's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Calm the fuck down." So, 
It's okay. People are stupid. Pretty much the moral of this. We there's we need a new plague. That's what we need. Yeah, pretty much the moral of this, you know, like uh, people are spending their energy in the wrong places. You know, they're they're putting their energy in the wrong places. You know, like instead of doing good and being good, they waste their energy on frivolous things like you know complaining about movies or complaining about music or complaining about things they can't change. You know, which really doesn't make any sense to me. You know, this goes back to there's so many things that's actually wrong in the world. Why the fuck do you care that there is an Asian actress on Star Wars that was in a storyline in the movie that made no damn sense? We all know that fucking storyline in that in the last Star Wars movie made no sense and should have been there. Does not mean bully the Asian actress off of social media. Put the fucking join the fucking army and go against the Taliban if you want to have take out all the anger on something. I mean, just or hit a punching bag or. Or eat something aggressively. I don't. I don't know what what someone's fix is. But as long as you're not hurting someone, besides Taliban, our people are actually bad people. But just as you said, don't you're focusing your energy on the wrong things. My energy right now is focusing on stupid people because it, you have to know it's stupid to be ranting raving over something that doesn't matter. Now, I mean, one person's stupid ideal and topic could be another person's, you know, passion. But once again, I mean, of course, it, 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 it all goes back to opinions. It all goes back to opinions because the my idiot, the idiot that you look at. My opinion is that we need a new plague. Go on. <laughs> as long as it's not any kind of plague that affects me, I'm pretty much good with that. But yes, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you saying this is why we do this show now. This is why we do this show. This is why you're my co-host. Because I can say one thing and I'll sit back and I will give you the floor. Like, how fucking dare you? Rage, Ashley, uh, I had an apple today. Do you fucking know what apples did to my father? It's... It's like, not funny, Ashley. I was molested by an apple. It went places I didn't think it would fit. I told it no. I told it no. There was a worm and there was an apple. That's that's the story there. We like to do, we always like to end this show on the laugh. Yeah. Because we talked about a lot of good things. You know, talk a lot of serious things, and you know we always want to keep this show light, and that's one thing you will get with this show. It's one thing we appreciate you. They don't know what they're gonna get with this show because we talk about we go from deep and dark mm. to like what the fuck are they talking about now? Is but we we always finish with a laugh. True. Because life is too short, people. Life is too short. It can end tomorrow. So are you gonna put your energy towards you know people can bitching about a movie, or are you gonna put your, your energy in? Making the world a better place. Mm-hmm. You pick up after yourself. You know, train the people you love to be better people. And in the grand scheme of things, don't be a dick. Yeah, that's basically the motto is don't be a dick. And, you know, or my motto is if a ancestor doesn't come back from the dead to appear before me telling you it's a bad idea, it can't be that bad of an idea. So Absolutely. You know, um, so I know that we're about to end off the show. So, you know, again... Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Majestic Nerd Lady. And uh, if you have anything to say about The Last Jedi, you know, that you disagree with, fucking come find me and fucking fight me. We will go on Instagram and we will debate The Last Jedi. See, this is why I give you her link. It should have been Oscar. No, not, not really. No, 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 no. Just joking on that part. But come come fight me on that one. Fight her. And please, it's all your message to Majestic Nerd Lady. She's on Instagram. This is how you follow her. Very soon, I will have the same thing. You can, you know, please. But for now, 
questions, comments, suggestions, ship to her. She is my co-host. This is why I bring her on, because she brings a certain flavor to the show, which I do appreciate. I'm, do the, appreciate. I'm, not, I'm more than the flavor. I'm the aroma. I'm the entire meal. Okay? Oh. I'm the... I'm, you you are my guest on this show. Mm. No, I'm just kidding. We're my, we're co-hosts. For she our team. she is my beef flavor to my ramen. Okay. No no, and no one likes fucking beef flavor to ramen. I don't like beef flavor. What the hell is wrong with you? Okay, fine. Shrimp flavor. Ew! No, that's the worst. So, so what 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 kind of, what kind of ramen it's flavor you like? Chicken. Who the fuck eats chicken? Chicken flavor on ramen. Who oh, the fuck eats the shrimp? I mean, okay, the beef. beef, uh, the, beef, beef. Uh, the beef I can go a little bit lenient towards, but who the how the fuck do you even come in my house and you mention shrimp ramen noodles? You can mix the beef flavoring and the shrimp flavor. Okay, people, debate. Yes, shrimp and beef, you can mix it in together. You come in my house and you insult fun. me like this on the day of someone's daughter's wedding. You do this. <laughs> <laughs> beef, I will go lenient on. I, people can have a different opinion. Fucking shrimp is nasty as hell. Shrimp is nasty. But if you mix it with the beef, it's fun. You know what's actually really good? You have to try it, though. Is I like my faux noodles, but if I actually eat the instant ramen, mm. I will drain the water after, you know, the chicken seasoning all that right. stuff. And I actually put in a little bit of ranch with it and mix it up. It actually tastes wonderful. Ranch? Don't knock it till you try it, folks. Hey, it sounds what? really weird. I thought it was disgusting as hell until a friend told me to finally fucking try it myself. You don't go back. Once you go ranch in your ramen noodles, you don't go back. It doesn't rhyme, but it works. I mean, verse, I mean, verse the death of all the sodium intake with the ramen, but I, I, I will gladly just try. don't eat the shrimp flavor because there's you're you're sorry. How dare you eat the shrimp flavor? What the hell? I was raised a poor kid, so I was raised a poor kid too, but I didn't eat shrimp. I had standards still. There's a difference. We won't because we won't say if we're black or white. We won't say that. We'll, we'll just say we was just different, and we were raised different, and it was it was it was, it was beef ramen. I was great. I was born, or not born. Um, I went. I lived in hotels. I lived in crackhead neighborhoods. I lived in all this. I still would not eat shrimp flavored. I love shrimp. I love my seafood, but shrimp flavored ramen noodles is awful. Awful. That is a bad Adriana. You don't do that. We can agree to disagree. No, no. no forget no, everything we talk about on this, on this podcast about having a different opinion and lifestyle. You are hurting yourself and you are hurting me eating shrimp-flavored ramen noodles. I will make it up to you. I promise I'll make it up to you. Next show, I'll make it up to you. I'll find a way to make it up to you. No, if you come in my house and you mention shrimp-flavored ramen noodles, I get the hell out. Okay, never existed. Never existed. Yeah. Dare you. Uh, I completely just became a hypocrite <laughs> over my entire rant. If people actually think I'm serious, I- I'm obviously joking. Kind of. Kind of, sort of. Shrimp-flavored noodles. Ramen noodles are still fucking disgusting. I won't eat them, but yeah. Uh, weird people like not not the good kind of weird like I am but like super fucking weird people just, I wouldn't trust my child alone with just, 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 just different weird yeah yeah. Okay. I mean, if, if, I mean if, you're, if you're kids I watch your kids I feed them beef and shrimp ramen noodle mixed together And but, but, but I wouldn't tell you I did that I wouldn't tell you I would smell it on my child like what, did, did you eat shrimp flavored ramen noodles child offspring I, I would say no human larva no lie for me Lie for me. I dare you to lie for me. I know. They're like, they're like, yes, mom. I don't know. You are no longer my child. And I'll drop, <laughs> and I'll drop them right back up here. It's like, they are your children now. I will not raise a child that would even think about eating the shrimp flavored ramen noodles. No, sir. And you wonder why I chose her as my co-host. Oh, I, I think everyone wonders that. <laughs> Any party words before we end this wonderful show that everyone's been waiting for for the past three weeks it's has people have people actually been waiting for it they're probably like hmm 
Well, oh. folks, it's good to be back. Um, again, life happens. Uh, we'll definitely be back next week. Because uh, I'm on vacation, not doing anything. So we'll for sure be back. And um, hopefully by then I will put the destruction on shrimp flavor ramen noodles. Uh, you know, love love people around you. Don't be a dick. Um, don't eat shrimp flavor ramen noodles. And yeah. Oh, goodness. And yeah, come fucking fight me. If you have any Star Wars shit you want to come at me with. Three weeks, folks. You waited three weeks for this. Now you got it. Uh-huh. Wait till next week. See what we do with you. And, you know, we don't we don't have a sign-off. I mean, we don't have, because, you know, on the Henry Podcast show, he says always, you know, pedophiles, blah, blah, blah. But on this show, we don't have a sign-off. Um, we have to come up with something clever, something that will bring them back, something that's a hook. We need a hook. Always look both ways before crossing the street. Always wear your seatbelt? No. Somebody, I think it should somebody, be just a random tip, a random tip at the end of every show. Just have a random tip. Just like, you know, tip your waitress with cash. Don't use credit card because they tax that shit. Always tip in cash. You shake it more than three times, you're playing with it. I wouldn't know that. I'm a chick. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, rewipe? Always um, rewipe. Um, yeah, no, let's not do this. Um, hmm. Baby if you, wipes, folks. If you, see a, if you see a dog, it's a good boy, and always pet it. Even they, if they are aggressive and they bite your arm off, you still pet the doggy. Oh, yeah, because, you know, animals need love, too. There's good boys. My dog is the goodest of boys. Let's get that straight. Come is, fucking fight me on that one, too. Is goodest a word? Yes. I said it, didn't I? You just, you just made up the word goodest. It's, did it come out of my, my yeah. mouth? Oh, yeah, exactly. See? Exactly. It came out of my mouth, Adriana, so it's a fucking word. <laughs> Want to come fucking fight me? I'll come, well, I'll come across that ta- this table right now. My see? dog is the goodest of boys. You see, I thought the show was dead. I really thought the show was dead. I know you guys thought it was dead, too. Three weeks. And we come back stronger than ever, ready to offend everyone. This is a slacking. Now I want to play show. Kanye West stronger. No, 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 we're not going to. He's that. not. Hey, he's not being as crazy anymore. He's finally jumping off the politics bandwagon. So you know, we might be getting some easy back. Well, I mean, of course he'll. Of course, when he dies down, he'll come up with something stupid and controversial to say. But that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. As my co-host dances to herself with no music. It's in, the song "Stronger" is in my, playing in my head right now, and so that's all like, that matters. Yeah. That uh-huh. is all that matters. Watch now. Uh, no, I'm trying to no, because I'm gonna start down. laughing. I'm gonna ruin the whole show. The end of the show. I'm closing. See, you can't see what I'm doing here. I'm closing my eyes because if she's, I'm watching her. I'm, I can't watch her dance. Come on, laugh. He's and jealous ruin. of my signature move, the sprinkler, and it's. it's I dope. cannot ruin the last two minutes of the show. It's pretty dope. I I, I can't do it. I'm, I'm sorry that you can't witness my serious <sighs> dance skills. It's. It's super serious. I, I'm envious. I'm, I'm truly envious. Um, I know, and I, I feel sorry for you that you can't ever advance to my coolness with a level of, uh, you know, rhythm and jive of my dancing skills. If I dance, I'll break a hip. That's just just how I roll, folks. My dancing's so good, you break your hip just by oh, watching. Good Lord. And that's, okay, my signature on the end of this show. <laughs> <laughs> Love one another. Treat one another with respect. Don't be Don't a dick. Be a dick. That's the major thing. Is I, don't be a dick. I think that's our hook. Is don't be a dick. We've said this before. No, I think it's the first time saying it. Oh, I've said it before. Okay, well, you said it before, but yes, that's gonna be our new hook. At the end of the show, you know when it's done. We're gonna look at you and say, "Don't be a dick." That's the way it is, folks. You're gonna enjoy our show. You'll be back next week, and the week after that, and the week after that, because we have to make this show happen. We we have to do it for you guys out there. You guys took the time to download our show, to listen to our show, and to give us feedback. So we owe you us. And we're going to give you us. Whether it be with a format or no format, we're just two silly people that are going to have a good time. And we're going to fuck with you. We're going to make you laugh. We're going to provoke thought. 
and all the emotions in between. Cool. So Ashley Majestic from Adrian Majestic, I thank you for your time. I thank you for waiting three weeks. It's very precious. And, and once again, to be a little bit on the sensitive side, I chose you for a great reason, and I'm glad you still want to come aboard and do this. It, it really means a lot to me. It means a lot to the show. It means a lot to the people who have taken the time you know, to be here with us. The world needs me. And, I'm the hero and, that no one thought that they needed, but I am. And I, we love her modesty. Uh, I am the hero that Gotham needs. I, see, I would say, you know, without you guys, there'll be no us, but in her opinion, without her, there's, you know, no show. Uh, well, duh. Until wait, then. hair flip. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Get my hair. They can't see this, but imagine. Wait, the hair's there. And flip. She duh. flipped it majestically. It was so majestic. There were sparkles <laughs> and everything. Time stood slow for a second there. Thank you, folks. Have a good night. Don't be a dick. And don't be a dick.